Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. It's been a busy day. Been a lot going on. I've been busy from start to finish, so let's kind of get into it. Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on, things that we have to look forward to, and things that we can expect for the upcoming week. So let's get right into it. We had one release today, it was on the Sneakers app, and that was of note for sneakers at least. And it was a Nike Dunk Low Rose colorway, I believe. I don't think it was called Fossil Rose. I, I'm not exactly sure what it was called, but it was a rose colorway. I believe it was in women's sizing. And prices pre-drop looked like they were going to be decent at least a week out. But as I got closer and closer to the drop and was looking on StockX, prices really weren't looking that profitable. So there was profit to be made. I think that retail was somewhere around 100 110 bucks. Resale was somewhere around 140 to 160 and I think the best size was like size 5 women's, and it was around $180, so there was profit to be made, but I'm trying to kind of phase out the shoe game on my kind of reselling business that I'm doing, and I don't necessarily want to buy shoes that I'm not 100% sure I can make good profits on, and so that was the case with these shoes. I really wasn't that sure that they were going to be super profitable. I thought maybe I'd make 10, 20 bucks, but right now I got bigger fish to fry than just trying to make 10 or $20 because I'm trying to build an Amazon business. So I kind of passed that on that release and that was really the main sneaker or sneakers, I guess, release that we had. Shortly right around 10 though, I saw that there was a Nike Dunk Low Chicago colorway loading up on the Nike app. So different than the sneakers app, still owned by Nike, but different than them. And I did go for those. I went for those in size, I think, 10 or 11 in size 14, and I didn't hit on those. Now, the reason I entered for those, I didn't even check prices, so I may have been off a little bit, but if it's a Chicago-style colorway or a bread colorway, those are classic Jordan colorways that people love to go after, people love to wear. It's that Chicago colorways are white, black, and red. Bread colorways are black and red themselves, and so people like those because Jordan played for Chicago, and that was like the original... Jordan colors were red, black, and white. And so it kind of harkens back to that original Jordan colorway. And so in all Nike shoes, especially if you have like a a Jordan 1 or even like some of the more classic Nike colorways or Nike silhouettes, people like that, that Chicago colorway because it just reminds them of the old Jordan 1s that originally came out when Jordan played for the Bulls. And so that's kind of why I went for that shoe. I'm not sure what prices were at. doesn't really matter because I didn't hit on them anyways, but if you did hit on those, I do imagine that there was some profit to be made because it was a better colorway because it was a more difficult to get colorway. And like I said, Chicago colorways, you really usually can't go wrong with them unless the shoe itself just sucks. So that was what we had this morning. And then I really didn't have any other releases to look forward to until about three o'clock. And there was a major release. It was a Walmart console release and they released PlayStations and they've been doing a whole bunch of different things with PlayStations and their PlayStation bundles that they've been releasing now. So recently, PlayStation has kind of come up with the Horizon bundle and it's been selling decently as well. And Horizon, from what I can tell, the game and the graphics look very sick. From some of the things I've seen people say, they didn't say that the game actually played very well or it was that much fun to play. Like it wasn't comparable to, I think the one person I saw in GFNF was saying it wasn't as good as Halo or the new Elder Scrolls game. So 
that was kind of something that I wasn't expecting because it looked like a really cool game. The graphics looked in- intense. They looked really good from some of the previews that I was looking at for the game when it was originally coming out. And I do believe that I sold some of the pre-sales for that game anyways. They did like some special collector's editions for those. And back when those came out, I think in February, I sold a couple of those. I think I ended up selling one overseas. And so it was a really sought after game from the beginning. And then Sony ended up making like a bundle pack where I think they just literally increased the price of a PlayStation by 50 bucks, included the game either in the disc version with the disc console or the digital version with the digital console. And they're selling it for... I think $50 are for retail. So they basically include the game in the console and they sell it together. It's really a way for them to charge extra and probably even get rid of some of the excess games that they have. And so that's kind of what they've been doing with that and it's been selling decently. So I ended up getting one of those. There was kind of a, a small little, not a hack, but something that was just working on Walmart itself and me and a couple people in GFNF ended up figuring that out and so I posted that. I ended up checking out one of the digital bundles that looks to be the most profitable right now other than maybe a digital console, but consoles went pretty quick from what I could tell. The only one that stayed in stock with any sort of like time was the Disc Horizons bundle, and there really wasn't much money to be made on that because disc consoles are fetching similar prices to digital consoles, which to me still doesn't make any sense. Why somebody would pay the same price as a disc console for a digital console? Like, Why wouldn't you just buy the disc console? It plays both digital games and disc games, and other than maybe it weighing a little bit more, I can't really see a good reason why not to buy it. Because if you're paying resale, like if you're paying for retail, I can understand, hey, and personally me, I would probably pay less. I'd probably take the $100 less and just buy it a digital console because most of my games, they don't end up reselling anyways. So that makes sense to me. But if you're buying it resale, and you're only saving a few bucks on, on the digital console instead of the disc console and by a few bucks I literally mean like $20, $30 it doesn't make any sense to me unless you're really like stretching yourself thin and that's all the money you have which in that case you shouldn't be buying a console anyway so you kind of go down that whole rabbit trail of well should you really be buying this if you can only afford to pay for the, the digital versus the disc and they're only like $20 or $30 apart resale but yeah it just doesn't make sense why they're so close I would expect digital to follow behind disc by about the same price as retail about 100 bucks, and that's not the case at all And so it really kind of shows, in my opinion, that consoles are still hard to get, but the demand has definitely waned a fair bit from what they originally started at. And you look at disc consoles, they were were performing and outperforming digital consoles pretty well from just a gross price standpoint for the longest time. And now they've kind of come closer together and there's not that big of a price gap, which if you're selling consoles, you definitely want to be able to get a digital one before you get a disc one to sell because... You figure you're getting $100 off retail, but they're selling for about the same price. You're going to make more money on a digital console. So that's kind of the whole thought behind that. Either way, they both sold out pretty quick. I don't think stock was super high. There was some other stuff. Amazon was doing some stuff today. So there was like a whole lot of releases that ended up going down. It was pretty cool. And I ended up hitting on a a digital console. I don't bought Walmart or anything like that because they just cancel so much. Like you can't, in my opinion, the setup for a a site like that where you're going to get like 90% of your orders canceled, even if you hit like 50 of them, if 90, 95% of the orders get canceled, you'll take all morning setting up for something to get maybe two or three consoles to stick. It's just not worth it in my opinion. And it's really not like that. It doesn't justify it for me to try and be able to do that. So you end up wasting resources, you waste your time, which is probably the most precious asset you have. And you only maybe get two or three consoles out of it. There's better things to do with my time, at least I think, than trying to do that and better ways to build a business than 
than trying to get a couple consoles today. So that's why I didn't do that. There are people though that do really well with it. And if you're just trying to make some money, I mean, it's a great way to make money. But if you're trying to build a business, I think it's tough. And, and I think the consoles are, are going to lose their value quicker than people may think and I'm kind of awaiting the day where people stop paying resale for consoles because they're that easy to get it seems like we're really close there with playstations where we've been there with with that xboxes I it's hard to offload xboxes they're really not going for over retail at this point it's been like that for a few months where playstations they're kind of coming to that point and I think if the things trend the way they're going with the economy I don't think people are going to have disposable income to throw into these consoles anyways. And so you're going to have a lot less people that are willing to buy one because they're going to say, hey, either I got laid off laid off from my job or money's tight right now or whatever. I may buy a, a generation four console instead of a generation five just to be able to afford it and screw it. Like I was going to buy a PlayStation five, but you know what? Now I don't think I can afford it. I'll just buy a four. And so you're going to lose that many more people that would want to buy it if the economy continues in this downtrend, which it has been. And if things don't pick up sometime soon, which I, you don't know if they will, you don't know if they won't, it could be really tough for people trying to sell consoles because I think the buyer pool will go down. And as the buyer pool goes down, you're going to have a lot more stock available and there's just going to be more stock available anyways because Sony's figuring out this production issue. A lot of things are opening back up both internationally and like with their factories and stuff like that. So you would figure, okay, they're going to be able to produce more. Plus there's probably going to be a few less buyers plus everybody that buys one. The other thing, right? Everybody that buys one of these consoles, it's not like sneaker, uh, sneaker buyers. It's not like people that are buying things that they collect. This is a console. This is a PlayStation. You don't need more than one, typically, unless you have like a couple kids in your house and each one wants their own console because they each want to play their own game. Like if you each had your own, maybe if you each had your own Madden game, right, you'd maybe want like two consoles in the house because you wanted to play online. Like that would be cool. But outside of that, if you if you have one console per household, you're not going to need to buy another one unless it breaks. And that doesn't happen very often. So once you sell one of these things, that person is now eliminated from the potential buyer pool and they're done. They're done buying consoles. So unless the next one comes out like the six, but that shouldn't happen for a while. They usually come out every six to seven years. So we're kind of done. Like the people that bought their five, they're done for now and they're not going to need another one. So those people are out of the pool. Plus, Sony's figuring out the production. They're going to make more. Plus, people are probably going to have less money anyways because the economy is kind of looking like it's going down or, or it could go down. Or if we enter a recession, people could get laid off. Things could get kind of difficult and pockets could get tighter. And so people may not have as much disposable income to throw into these consoles. And so for me, I think it's getting riskier and riskier as time goes on to be able to sell them. There's still money to be made, though. I bought them today. I only went for like a, a low amount of them, though, and I only went for the most profitable ones, right? The disc, the digital, and the digital bundle. The disc bundle, like I'm pretty sure people that bought those are going to get wrecked on them. I don't think there's going to be much money to be made. And if you're selling to a bulk buyer or you're selling to a like on eBay or something, I, I think profits are going to be minimal, slim to none, and it's not worth it at that point to tie up 500. I think people were getting like 570 to 580 dollars. As, as you incorporate tax because tax is pretty steep for a high profit or a high price item like that. And so you're running into this thing where you can't really sell them for much profit after taxes and everything's incorporated. So unless you live in a state with no sales tax, you may not be able to really make any money on those. So that's what I had today. That was the last release. And then I went and lifted, got some stuff done. Things got a little bit crazy. There's just a lot going on at my house and I needed to get a quiet place to be able to do some work. And so ended up going and getting some work done in a different area that one of my family members, they have like an office. So I have a key that they're there and sometimes I'll go there if I need to just like 
like focus really really do some like focus deep work sometimes i'll go there if nobody's there late at night and get some work done so that's what i did end up just doing some research for amazon getting some work done on that and that was really my day i did some replens research i found a couple it's been slow i've been kind of struggling to find them i believe that that's a very profitable way to make money though i believe that it's very very simple to do once you kind of get the hang of it and so i'm going to keep trucking along with it and that's one of the things i've been thinking about is i, I was doing a podcast in 2020 or I was doing this podcast, I guess, and I started it in 2020. And yesterday, after talking to one of my buddies from GFNF, I was thinking, I should go back and listen and see what I was thinking then. And to be honest, it sounded similar to what I was saying now. I, I wish I would have honestly been a little bit more personal with it and recorded some of my emotions, or at least like what I was feeling at that point, because business changes as you go on. And for me, to really understand what I was thinking, or maybe for you, if you're like trying to start a business and you're going, okay, is this reselling thing real? Like, if you understand what somebody's emotionally going through or, or, like, thinking about, like, how is this affecting, like, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts as you were building this business? Because most of the time you look at somebody like a Bezos or you look at somebody who has built a big business and you go, wow, like, they were so smart. They figured out that they could take Bezos, for example. And I don't know his whole story very deeply or anything, but basically the short of it is guys started selling books out of the garage, really built up a big business, and then expanded into all these other businesses. And that's a poor way of describing his story, but it is a way. And... If you just look at it like that, you go, wow, he was such a visionary. He he knew the internet was here and he jumped right on it and he started selling books. And in that way, he was. But I don't personally, and, and he would probably attest to this, but most people don't start a business and never doubt that it's a good idea the entire way through, right? Like you probably have doubts at some point, is this going to work? And especially on the internet, something that's so new, something that in 1995 or whenever Amazon started was literally in its infancy. It, like it's in its infancy now. I think the internet's still has a lot to grow, but 30 years ago, it was really in its infancy, and there were really not that much of a track record to go off of. Now you have an Amazon, now you have eBay, now you have these companies that have done sales on, on the internet, and then you have Walmart and all these other Shopify sites and all this other stuff. Like Everybody's doing sales online now, but back then, that was weird, and you have people that were pioneers. You have like Bezos, you have Gary Vee, who started selling wine online and stuff like that, and there's just so many people that jumped right into it, but I don't believe every one of them didn't doubt what they were doing, right? They didn't like step back for a moment and go, is this a good idea? Am I actually doing something smart or am I just going to get wrecked? Am I wasting my time on this internet thing? Is this really going to work? And if it does work, am I going to make my business work? Because there's a whole lot that goes into here. I'm, I'm betting on the internet and I'm also betting on myself and I'm also betting on this type of business. And like for Bezos, what if people don't want to buy books? What if people don't want to buy them online? What if they want to know what the book looks like in person, right? This is a new thing back then. And so it, for me, right, I'm trying to build a business here and I don't think I've done an accurate job in recording maybe exactly how it feels because right now it's kind of tough and, and trying to look at products all day isn't really that fun. And there are times every day where I'm like, is this actually going to work? Because if it doesn't work, I'm going to feel like a real bozo for having spent so much time investing in trying to learn how to find replenishable products on Amazon. And I believe it'll work. I, I'm a lot more confident now that I found a few, but it's still one of those things where I go, you have that in the back of your mind sometimes, like that negative feedback loop going, are you ever going to find more? Are you ever going to find enough products to make this a real business? And even now, I mean, even now I'm a provider for GFNF. I thought that would kind of fix the feedback loop where I'm going, okay, am I going to be able to find enough products just for eBay, right? And I find products for them. If I go on Target, I can usually find products all the time that are selling. There's, there's usually an arbitrage to be had. And so 
in that way, right? Most people can't do that. Most people, if they tried to find a product to sell on Target, they wouldn't know where to start. And I've been doing it for so long that if I go on there, I can pretty much pick out a product and say, hey, this looks like something I've sold before. This looks like something that has sold, that I've seen it sold before, and be able to kind of go off that and rabbit trail down and, and find products and stuff like that. But that comes with time. And so in the same way, I think replenishables will be like that. But man, it sucks if you're not finding products. And it really sucks if you feel like, is this going to work? And so if you're out there and you're like kind of struggling and you're going, hey, I don't know if reselling's worth it. I don't know if reselling works or I don't know if replenishables work. And that's kind of normal, especially when you're starting something new. And it's very normal when you're starting something new and you don't have a peer group around you. And so like when you're starting a business, a lot of the times you don't have just a bunch of people around you doing the same thing that you can go bounce ideas off of or even talk to and say, hey, like, are you understanding what's going on right now? Do you have an idea of what, what we're doing? Which like in college, you have that, right? Or in high school, you have that. You have people that are in the same classes as you and you can say, hey, I don't know what's going on in Calc. Can you help me with it? Like, do you understand what we're doing? Sometimes you get the people that are like, no, I'm right there with you. I don't understand what the heck's going on in Calc. I don't understand what we're doing with all these sine and cosine functions. Like, I don't know what we're doing, right? And so you're gonna have people like that and that sometimes feels really good to have, but then you also have people that go, yeah, I, I totally know what we're doing. Here's kind of how I think about it. Maybe this will help you. And you have people that can kind of work you through that. In business, you have that, but it's not easily accessible. You're not kind of thrown into a peer group. And so you have to find that for yourself. And that's the tough part, right? And so for me, it's been helpful to listen to podcasts of people that have been successful. It's been helpful to listen to uh, YouTube videos of people that have been successful and not like the gurus. I, I really personally can't stand that kind of stuff on YouTube because a lot of them just talk about private label stuff and you're gonna get wrecked if you try and do that unless you really, really understand how to build a brand and how to build a business. Like that's just not a way to to start out, right? Unless you're like intuitive with that sort of a thing or you've done it before, private label doesn't work and that's what everybody's pushing on on YouTube half the time. So I don't like that, but I do like people that seem to understand what they're doing with either just Amazon retail arbitrage or using different products that help them source for Amazon. Like stuff like that helps me. Going in Facebook and Discord groups is really the other thing. I'm only really in one Discord group. I use GFNF for everything and I kind of talk to the Amazon sellers in there, but I also am in Facebook groups where I just kind of lurk and pay attention to everything that's in there, try and read all the posts, try and read all the comments and really try and soak in as much as I can. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been super helpful. It's kind of helped alleviate some of that that doubt or fear that's kind of, is this going to work? Because there's so many people doing it. There's so many people that are successful. I guarantee you that, you know, not all of them were always the brightest person and maybe some of them were. But if there's that big of a range of people from intelligence to experience to everything, you can probably figure it out too. And I can probably figure it out too. And so that's kind of what I go off of. If, if this person can figure it out, I can probably figure it out. Like there's not there's not that big of a difference. We're all human. So unless maybe they are the only genius and everybody else is lying in this Facebook group, then you're going to be able to figure it out too. And so that's kind of what keeps me moving and keeps me like from feeling like, hey, this may not work. Now, obviously you have your weirdos like Elon who just like, they interview him and he says, yeah, I, I think that there's really like, I think his exact quote was, quitting is not in my nature. And for 99.9% of people, I think that's a lie. I don't think that that would work. For him, he's built multiple billion dollar companies. He's probably gonna have a trillion dollar company at one point. He's the richest man on earth. I, I think that he may be the exception, but for most of us, that doesn't work, right? Quitting is not in your nature. It doesn't necessarily work for all of us. And, and most of us would like to quit half the time because we feel like we're not gonna be successful ever. And so when you feel like that, and, and this has worked for me, it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes I just feel like, hey, I need to take a walk or I need to at least go hit a lift. And, and like usually when I start to get negative or feel negative throughout the day, that's usually my signal to go lift for the day. And so when you start to feel like that though, definitely listen to some podcasts of people that have made it work. 
either read a book like there's some books out there on successful amazon sellers there's tons of facebook groups on successful amazon sellers and find the ones that are positive don't go to the ones that are negative because most of them don't like they're not going to help you if they're negative they're just going to make you feel like you're going to get suspended on amazon it's not worth your time anyways so that's kind of where i'm at right now that's what i've been working on it's a lot there's a lot to unpack there but Hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully if you're maybe starting a business like this and you want to wonder what's going on if you're somebody else that's starting it, like that's my personal viewpoint. So you're probably not alone if you feel like it's not going to work because 98, 99% of us feel like that anyways, whenever we first start something out and once you kind of get some traction, then you kind of can ease up a little bit with your stress level and go, okay, this is working. I'm not going to fail. This isn't going to be a complete failure. Like I've learned a lot. I can make this work. But sometimes until you get to that point, you kind of have to, to work your way through it with other means. So that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.